Hey guys, welcome to another side episode of Culture News. We have a jam-packed episode for this week, especially with CinemCon, you know, announced a lot of big movies coming up in the near future, and also a lot of movies being pushed back as well, too, unfortunately. Also, with some big news with the sports world, where, you know, Joel and B being possibly maybe out for the entire playoffs, and also some big anime news as well, too. I guess I know my little late with the Black Clover news, unfortunately, I was busy, you know, due to family stuff as well, too, so we'll be talking about that as well, too. So, before we start this, guys, please hit the subscribe button. We are officially 24 away from the big 100. We'll greatly appreciate if you help culture, culture entertainment reaches 100 goal. Greatly appreciate it. So, moving on to the sports world, Joel Embiid is out indefinitely after suffering a, you know, basically right eye socket is basically fractured and a mild concussion versus the Raptors. To this day, I'll be talking about the more later in the week with the um, culture sports. But I don't understand why Joel Embiid was out there up 30 points, four minutes left. Regardless if the Raptors did have their starters in, Joel Embiid is, is very injury prone, let's be honest. And for him to be out there was completely useless. And the only way I can kind of understand why Doc kind of had um, Embiid out there is because he's known for blowing big leads late in the game. And the start, the Raptors had their starters out there as well, too. Rivers was, you know, petrified. He's like, you know, if I pull my guys, it's a possibility that we might lose this game still. And that's in the back of his mind because, you know, he has the most blown, most blown um, 3-1 leads in NBA history. Also, he hasn't been clutching, especially, you know, been in the playoffs for the past few years since, you know, his Boston days as well, too. What Siakam did was kind of necessary for him to, you know, blatantly throw his elbow against Embiid's face. And he even said after the game, like, Oh, he he karma got him because there was no reason for him to do the airplane um move when against the Raptors a few I believe a few games ago. And I'm like, why would you do that? That's dirty, you know. I mean, that's not showing good character, you know. If you're losing, you know, if you're down in a playoff series, like there's no reason for you know to blatantly injure somebody. And there was, I think there's another play too that he tried tripping as well, too. I'm like, Siakam, I did like you as a player for you know for you doing that to me it's a dirty move and you lose all my respect as well too you probably don't even give two f's about my respect but still guys supposed to have an nba brotherhood you know what i mean like never try to injure somebody purposely for him to do that now it's probably gonna cost 76 is probably even to move on to the next round because if Embiid's out for his entire second round miami he <laughs> it might just be a sweep let's be honest because harden's not that same player anymore and even if he can drop you know 40 50 like everybody in the sixers will have to bring it you know Bring their egg in consistently night out and night out, and without him be there, who's basically you know you could say he's possible MVP of the year, big blow to the 76ers as well too. Final news for the uh, sports segment for Joker, he's expected to sign a five-year, 254 million extension with the Nuggets in the offseason, the richest contract in NBA history. Yes, it's very well deserved. He's probably gonna win back-to-back -back MVPs. Unfortunately, he's been bounced out the first round the past two years. You know, with Jamal Murray being hurt and this year as well too. You know, Murray, you know, still recovering from the ACL. You know, it's more of you know. Players, you know, want to come back when they feel like they're ready as well, too. And there's no reason to rush back Murray because, you know, if you want to have this for a long haul with this, you know, do, dynamic duo right here, it's sacrifice a year. And also Michael Porter being out, too, for his back injury. And it was a joke about himself. It, he had an amazing series. It's that one man can't beat the Warriors, let's be honest. LeBron showed that one man cannot beat the Warriors. He needs, you know, another star with him. Hopefully next year Murray coming back and Michael Porter, you know, the Nuggets can be, you know, some – a formidable team in the West as well. So they were formidable this year with Joker by himself. And that, that's a, a, a test to him to himself how much of a great player that he is. All right. So moving on to the movie segment, CinemaCon had their convention this week. You know, if you guys don't know what it is, basically, you know, where they announce movies for the near, near future, trailers, anything you think of, it's announced at the CinemaCon. And first up, Batman 2 is officially in development. Let's go, baby. We all know what's going to happen. It was a big hit, especially you know, the first week it was released in HBO Max. I believe it was number two you know, worldwide. Yeah. So moving on to the movie segment, CinemaCon had their convention this week. If you guys don't know what CinemaCon is, you know, where they show trailers, announce movies that's going to happen in the near future, any pushbacks, you know, all that stuff. 
And first up, the Batman 2 is officially in development. We all know what's going to happen. It was a mass, mass success. Also, the first week in HBO Max, I think it was behind uh, Mortal Kombat 2 with the most you know, views in the world. I think it was 4.1. I think Mortal Kombat had 4.3. And Robert Patterson has brought up to you know Michael Reeves that he you know had the character development for Bruce Wayne, you know, each um, sequel as well, too. And I'm all for it. There he said, Matt Reeves has come back, Robert Patterson has come back, and Zoe Cavers has come back as well, too. Now for the villains. Here's my take. I would have Hugo Strange and the Quarter Owls. I am all for that. I think that would be truly great. And it also ties in, you know, the whole situation with the Bruce Wayne, everything that happened in the first movie could still, you know, go on with the Quarter Owls, you know, continue to develop that as well, too, that storyline. And with the Jokers, you know, being announced as well, too. You push the Joker for the finale of the trilogy. And also, I've seen a lot of people saying about Dr. Freeze. Could they do it? Can they make him ground more realistic? I think they can. With the villa blowing up and, you know, somehow maybe his wife drowned in there and, you know, that's how he became Dr. Freeze. I mean, there's no way they could do with this, but for me, I'll go Hugo Strange in the quarter hours. If not, I'll definitely go with um, Dr. Freeze as well, too, because, you know, it's been a while since we've seen him, you know, since that infamous, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. Moving on, Venom 3 is officially in development at Sony. I like it. I'm for it, but it's now, now it's like what direction are they going with Venom? Because, you know, how Venom 2 ended, it was him that going to New York to see, you know, Spider-Man, which is the, the Tom Holland version, but No Way Home, at the end, you see the end credits and you see that he goes back to basically his timeline and is now is like, are we going to have him go against Andrew, Andrew Garfield with Spider-Man? There's so many things that could go with this, but I was hoping to see Tom Holland versus Tom Hardy. I, I think that would have been a great, great movie right there. But now, since he's going back in his timeline, maybe they're piping um, Andrew Garfield back, which is, um, I'm all for it. But unfortunately, Andrew Garfield just said that he wants to take a break from acting. So now I'm like, where is the Venom going with the third movie? Venom Theory, like, there's so many ways they could win with it, but I personally would have, you know, the versus battle, we know, Spider-Man and Venom. But only time I can tell see what can happen from there. The Super Mario movie will now be released April 7, 2023. I believe it got delayed to for, I think, another year. I'm all for it you know, bring, put up the best product you can. And with the success with Sonic 2, with, you know, being the highest grossing video game movie of all time, the developers for Super Mario, they're like, you know what, let's take our time because maybe we can put out something truly great as well too that can compete with Sonic 2. Because right now, Sonic 3 is going to be something truly special, especially if you guys haven't seen that in credit scene. Like, I think it's going to be even better than Sonic 2. So now Super Mario is like, you know, we got to do something, you know, to compete with them. Super Mario is, you know, top echelon when it comes to, you know, people who, you know, play video games. You know, the startup kid, you know, when you're a kid, playing super mario like this is really your first game that you're playing so i'm all for it take your time put out something truly great as well too so i'll be waiting for that movie as well too the best producer in the game kevin is heading to a marvel creative team retreat where they are planning out for the next 10 years for mcu projects holy shit i am all for this you know kevin's been known for doing things like this you know planning everything else ahead of time and i think you know they buy another studio or whatever, and they buy more characters back, you know, they'll add them in between their phases. So I believe this is going to be up to a, maybe the finale of phase four they have, and maybe they'll also be having the meeting with, you know, phase five as well too. And phase three, you know, it's probably one of my favorite phases in the MCU. So they have a lot of, you know, big shoes to fill in and everything that's happening. I feel like, you know, they get ready for, you know, a big, big push, you know, you know, with them buying, Fox in the beginning, um, early, early last year as well, too. On Watt left directing Fantastic Four, wishing to take a break from comic book movies. This is the director who created the, the Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland. And it sucks, really knowing he did a good job when come with the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. And I feel like he could have did something great with the Fantastic Four. 
maybe he's just burnt out after no way home. He's like, you know, what? I need, I need to take a break. And I'm a little scared by this because we had a pretty bad run when it comes to the Fantastic Four movies. Let's be honest. But I believe in the MCU um, team. They'll bring you know the right director in, and I am really, really excited for this Fantastic Four being the MCU and all the people they could bring in. Hopefully they don't do another Doctor Doom as the first villain as well. So hopefully they can build him up like Thanos was, because Doctor Doom is truly you know a formidable opponent in the MC in um in the Marvel universe. Fast X director Justin Lin hastily exit from the film may be costing University up to a million dollars per day to find a replacement. I believe he left you know due to creative ideas. I don't know maybe they want to add a Transformers. Maybe they want to race in space. I don't know the fan the Fast and the Furious franchise has gone. It it has you know derailed from them um, street racing to superheroes. And I, I don't know what the, the creative, you know, thing was between them two, but a million dollars a day. I believe that I think they're already filming. And for him, he's like, you know what? I'm out of here, guys. This is truly, you know, something that can halt you for the Fast X, you know, movie, probably even delay it for another few years as well, too. Or maybe Don can take over and, you know, family. All right, finishing off the anime segment, we have Spy X Family has 17 million in copies in circulation for volume one through nine, which is not surprising because Spy X Family, to me, some reason i am really hooked with spy x family why i'm so hooked onto it maybe because it's a different from you no know, a lot of anime that i watch with battle shonen it's more family oriented and it's just a different take from everything you know the, the father being a spy the mother being an assassin and the daughter being a telepath and right now they're just trying to do everything to get anna into this college so you know the twilight can you know infiltrate you know the, the head boss of the college and you know stop them from you know causing mass mayhem throughout the world and I, i'm loving spy x family once the season gets to a halfway point, I probably, you know, do a review of the first half of the season because, you know, I am truly loving Spy X Family. So if our final story for the anime segment, if you guys already know, Black Clover will be going this three-month break, you know, for its final arc. And I feel like Tabatha needed it. I feel like he even knew it and heard the nature as well, too. Like, this past arc with the Spade Kingdom, a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. And towards the end, it was a lot of downs. I'm not going to lie to you, especially, you know, the build of Lucifer. And it was really nothing. He just... He lasted for a few chapters. Power friendship defeated him. Nobody really died in his war arc. Like, it didn't have a big, you know, death, you know, to have the war meant, truly meant something to, to this um, Black Clover story. Nothing. Like, we had some fake outs with, I believe, the Thunder um, God, the Guardian. And, you know, we saw, you know, Pike Nock died or Dog Yami was going to die. No, everybody survived this war and did anything, you know, true repercussions. Nothing. Everybody survived. And, the one twist I do like, you know, was the eyes and one where, you know, Julius, the wizard King is, you know, the final resort Zogati um, family member and, you know, him possibly killing, I think his name, the guy with the, um, the balancer, I can't remember his name, but him, you know, him being taken out. I was like, okay, uh, you know, a new start to this final arc, you know, something that hopefully he's dead this time, you know, don't bring him back to life later on in the chapter. But if he, if he is dead, I'm all for it. And the way he ended, you know, saying that he's the one who manipulated the time, everything was going on. I'm like, hmm, I like this. I like this. And, you know, Tabata, you know, coming back you know, with a game three clutch play and him taking this few months off. I hopefully he, you know, take this time and, you know, build something truly, truly great. Because I am a big fan of that Clover. And hopefully this next war arc that we know we're going to get is hopefully, you know, some people dying, have some great repercussions to the story. And. Because it was messed up because they were making some Mickey Mouse memes and all that stuff. I'm like, damn, Black Clover is getting cooked. It's getting cooked. But with this time, you know, he could sit back, you know, take take a little few weeks break off and, you know, come back with truly something great. Because, you know, Black Clover is truly special to me because I am truly a big fan of Black Clover. It's the end for Culture News. And definitely a great show. A lot of good, you know, big news, you know, especially for me because I'm a big Batman fan. You know, 
part two coming back. And also comment below and let me know what you guys thought of the, of the three month break for um Black Clover. And also comment below, did you think the the play by Siakam, you know, injuring MB was a dirty play as well too? Also, please hit the subscribe button. We are officially 24 away from the big 100. We we'll greatly appreciate it. And this is Culture New.